Fresh this podcast out, we on the grind for you Stuck on your head all day, Gorilla Glue <laughs> They think they really gon' out me Pull up with the big tech, call it Silicon Valley Made it through a dark winter, it was getting so cloudy Now we got the sickest show in the whole county It's a cold world, better bundle up Gotta get the shovel when the truck is stuck In the middle of a blizzard, still coming up Tuning in just so I know what is up It's the Cloud Chronicles What up, bro? We're live. Back again. This is another episode of the Cloud Chronicles. Man, I got a super special guest in the building right now. I want you to welcome to the show. She is a musician. She's an artist out of Colorado. I'll just get Welcome, Miss Jesse Lee Seth, for to the show. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And the air horns. That is that's made my day. <laughs> yeah, I had to get it ready for you. I had to bring you out. Bring you out with that energy. Oh, you know what I, I mean? love it. How's the weather out there? It's 30 degrees. It's snowing. I got hot tea, so I'm all set. <laughs> Okay, well, we don't have any snow here in Texas, but it is raining, so it is a it's a really dark day. <laughs> say the least. Oh, I bet. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank um, you. So, for the people that do not know you, can you introduce yourself and give them a little bit of a background, like your music background for? Absolutely, me? and thanks for inviting me. This is so exciting, and Jerry, and you are fantastic. So, appreciate it. No problem. I'm Jesse Lee Thetford, and I'm a Colorado-based singer-songwriter, and I'm just starting to dabble with um, co-writing and producing as well, and I live in the top of the Rockies, 10,000-plus feet, so kind of doing the rural thing, which means you get really creative, so I am super grateful. Right. Awesome, awesome. So I know I saw, I saw you have the guitar in the picture, so you play the guitar? Yes, I do. Okay, I know there's many versions. I'm not versed in this, so which guitar do you play? So I, yeah, so I just play an acoustic uh, electric guitar. It's just an acoustic with a plug-in so that I can play direct. But basically, I'm a rhythm guitar player, like your your 101 singer songwriter kind of setup of okay, I'm a vocalist. I write I write songs, and I have enough guitar skills to get by. So um, I actually learned the piano first, and I play by ear. So okay. I have a there's a lot that I don't know, but I think that's what keeps me trying really hard is I, I recognize that mm -hmm. there's so much room to grow. So it keeps me going. Right. So I was going to ask you, so have you been playing the guitar like the entire time you've been singing or was that something you picked up here recently? I would say the entire time I got my first guitar when I was 13 and I didn't know what to do with it. I just liked the idea of it and I was mm -hmm. way more comfortable on the piano. But when I hit 17, I finally was like, you know what? I, I need to learn figure this out. And so I picked out a song that I really liked that I knew and I played it and played it until it matched up what in my head I knew it was supposed to sound like. And I started writing songs pretty much right then and there and have been ever since. So. All right. That's, that's cool. So that's cool. So you play, do you play with all your, uh, play your guitar with all your music or is that just, uh, for the live shows? I play it with all my music, which has been really interesting early on when I was recording and working mm. in a variety of studios, 
I would say my guitar chops were not up to snuff. So we would often bring in, you know, other session musicians who could play more cleanly, play in better time, you know, and it just gave me something to work towards. And now like I have a bunch of unreleased music getting ready to go. And I'm so excited because I finally am good enough that my guitar playing is on the track. So I feel like that was a huge hurdle for me and, and something that motivated me to just better myself. Well, I was going to ask you about that uh, a little bit later, but since you brought it up, so you have some new projects you're working on that are about to drop? Oh, you definitely. About that? Yeah, definitely. Tell me yeah. about that. What's going on? Okay, so I started writing music um, in high school, and I ended up working towards a 14-track album, and I released it in 2014. It's been almost seven years, which is crazy, but I've had to do a lot of personal work to get to this stage in my life, and I finally have 13 tracks that are nearly ready to go. We are in the final mixing and mastering stages and I'm trying to release my first single hopefully sometime this summer. And so it's going to be ideally single after single and just kind of popping out stuff so that I can let each song shine and and also share more of the behind the scenes of each track, how they got written, you know, what's what's the story on it, you know, why mm-hmm. this kind of music and I would say it definitely went from my first album is definitely in the reign of like more pop rock. And now I'm exploring a bit more of the folk rock side of things, leaning into that singer songwriter bent of telling more story, leaning into narrative. So I'm super stoked about it because it's been so long and I'm ready. I'm ready to share some music. And on top of that, I'm also been doing a ton of collaborations with different artists from different genres. And I think some of those tracks are going to be coming out this year as well. So like in electronic dance song is hopefully going to come out in June, which I've never done before. And I'm really stoked about, um, I'm working with this. Can you artist. tell us, uh, any of these, uh, people that you've been working with or I'm not in the music business, so I don't know if you can like talk about it before it comes out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. So, um, that EDM track I'm working with Achilles, he's a DJ and producer and a songwriter based in Melbourne, Australia. And we connected through social media, which is just nuts to me. Right. And he's fantastic. He's been rolling out singles. He's on Twitch doing live stream DJ sets all the time. So he's pretty cool and worth checking out. I'm also working with a producer and singer songwriter based in Nashville. His name is Shay Watson. And I've noticed he does a lot of work that gets placed on like the young and the restless and things like that. So he's really neat and diverse. Uh, his catalog's pretty cool. And then I've also been working with a New York producer. He goes by Sticks Bones, and he's been in the game for I don't even know how long, but he's a fantastic drummer. Um, I think he's got a really cool, uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of the CD is. He just released it not too long ago, but it's, it's a, I think it's called Beats from the Soul or something. I'll have to double check that. But he's just been such a blast to work with. So we've been leaning into kind of R&B stuff, right. and it's been stretching me. I love working with other people because it just forces you to think outside of your kind of own idea echo chamber. Right. Right. So right. Yeah. Definitely. It. Don't put yourself in a box. Exactly. Next year, you're going to have a hip hop album coming out soon or something like I that. I'm love not that. Be <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. Um, so, so tell me, let's go back to your very first time you performed. Ooh. Um, how was that? Tell me about it. Absolutely nerve wracking. And, freeing simultaneously. I had written a bunch of songs. I was in the middle of my senior year of high school trying to make a lot of life decisions. And I ended up getting a little gig at a coffee shop all the way across town. I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so I was in a part of town I didn't know. um, And just on a set list with a bunch of other people who are doing different things. And a 
a ton of my family and friends came out for it because they knew it was a really big deal to me. And it was like the first time I was performing live. And I think I sang like, I don't even know, like maybe nine different songs. And the whole time I felt so naked because I think for me at that time in my life, songwriting was fairly much a confessional experience. So these songs felt very honest and revealing. And I also had no idea at the time too how to keep my nerves in check. So, you know, if I was excited or something, I found myself like rushing the song and I had to constantly (laughs) wrestle with, okay, how do I actually deliver this Mm -hmm. and, and not lose my cool, but also connect with people and, and, and be present. So it was a very enlightening experience. And when I finished, I remember thinking like the relief of it of like, wow, I was able to do that. That felt very um, empowering, but Mm -hmm. also it was like, oh man, what did people think of that? (laughs) Like these songs are so telling. And honestly, a lot of folks were like, keep going, you know, that's, you know, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I was like, well, now I don't, I don't know. Like I had a lot of plans and I don't think music was one of them, but um, that's kind of where I've gotten to today. So. Oh, that's interesting. You didn't have music as a plan until no. after. So that, that, that's cool. That's cool. So, so when you're, um, well, that was, that was your first performance. So you've had several performances since then. So do you have, uh, like a favorite one or one that you think was your very best? Yes. I got to perform at the Tabor Opera House here in Leadville about a year after moving here. And I got invited to join as a singer songwriter showcase and I was really excited to do it because it was at it's a historic site. So, you know, you're on this crazy stage where before the show, they gave us little green rooms underneath. And there's like a hidden hatch that you could look up and see. And supposedly the, the myth is that Harry Houdini had it built just for him to do a show, a magic show. So it was just to be in a space like that where so many people have graced the stage before me felt just insanely humbling but then also i got to sing some songs that i haven't released yet that are very close to me right and i just sing my guts out and to be on a full stage you know with for me it was the biggest stage i think i'd had ever played um and to do it in such a way that i felt like i left it all out there Mm -hmm. and um i think it was it felt like more of a turning point for me of i can do this and i should do this 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 means something to me and i keep i keep running away from it because it's it doesn't feel as clear or linear as I want yeah. it to be. But, you know, when you can do something like that and you end up having conversations with people afterwards where they were like, hey, you sang that song and I was weeping and that like never happens. It, you know, mm-hmm. it tells me something <laughs> that, that like I'm right. connecting with people. Somebody out there felt something because of the words that I put forth. And, and so I think that performance was key for me in my journey. Right. That's that's dope. That's dope. Do you have a certain like creative process? Let's say, uh, I mean, a lot of people like they work, uh, they they write at home or they have a studio at home. Um, I'm not sure how your setup is, but what do you like to do um, when you're like gonna go? Okay, let's, let's go make some music. Let's go make some magic. I would say it's been evolving. So earlier on, I used to tell myself I need to just wait for the inspiration to come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have like a, a specific journal and and everything, and I would write in there, and I'd. I'd grab that, grab my guitar simultaneously, put together an idea, try to record it on my phone as just like a voice memo. And then I would wait until a studio was available and I've been developing those relationships. I'm now in a season of my life where, and I think we'll probably talk about this more regarding how the pandemic's changed dynamics, but I have also, I'm a 
I'm a new mom and that's changed my time. Right. (laughs) right. That'll do it. (laughs) Right. But it's been so good because it's shown me that creativity is so much more of a discipline than a waiting for this muse. And so I now have a habit of like every week I'm trying to write, you know, one, if not several songs, and I'm making the space for it. Like when baby goes down for a nap, I go into, this is, I'm actually where I try to record from home now. I'm in my kitchen pantry that is converted. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, it's so you gotta bad. Get it, you got to get it in where you can get it in. Yeah. I mean, I've seen everything. I've seen bathrooms, yes. garages. <laughs> uh, pa- well, now pantry, I'm going to add pantry to the list. That's, yes. that's cool. That's so great. And yeah, it's just my little hideaway in my home where I've got some foam paneling up and whatever. And and I just I make this space for it now. So I think my creative process now is, you know, take every second I can get and write down ideas, record voice memos, put it on my computer. You know, I'm working late at night. I'm working early in the morning. I'm working during bath time, like anything I can do, just trying to lean into it and recognize that there will be good that comes out of it. Not everything has to be good. And I can't just rely on a feeling of inspiration. I need to, right. I need to run towards this. And I think it's been going well. It's been changing my mentality for sure. Right, right. So we were talking about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely, um, I like to talk to people about the artists, just anyone that's been going through this, that's a creator. Um, I know you, you got kind of put a halt on everything with the bars and all that. So you couldn't really go live as much. So what did you do? What have you been doing um, to get through the pandemic, you know, to keep, you know, to keep your music progressing and not have that like, and cause a lot of people did that and they probably mm-hmm. aren't even doing music anymore. So, so uh, what, what have you been doing? I have been trying a variety of things. Uh, one thing in particular that I've been doing is I've been leaning so much more into the recording from home, getting into production and co-writing. I had never done co-writing before. I've only worked on solo projects. And if anything, I've been brought in as a session musician for other people just to do background vocals and things like that. Well, now that I'm home, I've been connecting with people through the internet, which is fantastic, and starting all these different collaborations and learning that, oh, I have something to bring to the table. So I've been working remotely in that sense. And trying to jump on that learning curve of, okay, how do I, how do I actually track cleanly? You know, how do I do that and send out a product that can be usable? And then in addition, you know, I miss playing live. I used to play weekly um, at some local joints here in town that were so great, so fun. And obviously that's not happening. So my husband is a really like successful Twitch streamer, which is kind of funny. Um, he He's a pastor. So he got into it because he was like streaming sermon prep and all kinds of stuff like that. And I was learning from him as I helped his channel out with like moderating and things like that and realized like I could do my own live music stream where, you know, maybe weekly I just get on and it's a total request live kind of deal where I can be your human jukebox and I can share with people what's going on with my music career what's new but also just have fun and sing together and let people choose the songs based on a cue that I have and so we started doing that probably back in November and it's been really fun I've had to you know put a pause on some streams here and there just because of scheduling but the feedback from people has been so great and to know I'm reaching a lot further than I used to be because, you know, I've got family and friends all over. And now I'm not just at our local, you know, restaurant joint playing in the background at the bar, but I'm, you know, here I am online. You can watch me on your phone as long as you have signal. So Twitch has been pretty amazing as far as opening the gates of 
accessibility and maintaining yeah, I, that that energy with people. Yeah, I just recently joined Twitch. Um, I mean, I knew about it, but I just recently like got on there myself. So I'm still learning the ins and outs. I'm gonna have to pick your husband's brain. So yeah. shout out to him though, because he's a minister. Uh, my dad's a minister too. So oh, cool. Yeah, dad, grandfather. Uh, I'm even ordained myself. So what? you know, shout out to us. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so great. And I also I have to say I love your hat. Like, I oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. You know, you know, you can take it how you want. Uh, it's blessed so good. Right. Uh, ble- blessed, blessed as fuck. Uh, there you go. And favorable. Um, you can take it how you want. Shout I love out it. to uh, official blessed uh, af.com for this hat, man. This is perfect. They're, they're good people. Uh, but yeah, that that's cool. That's cool. So let's talk about um how you had to go from the the halt from performing live to like getting back in the swing of things. Was that difficult? It was not actually, and I think the reason is I had been doing so prior. I had been mega super pregnant (laughs) and I had to (laughs) like, I actually was performing live all the way up until I think the last two weeks before I had the baby. And so I was just making, making it happen. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And then when I had the baby two weeks later, everything shut down. So it was like perfect timing. Like, you know, I thank God for that because my, my first few months of, of motherhood, it didn't seem like I was really cut off from the world because everybody was cut off. And so Um, I got to kind of lean into that season, but I had already kind of taken a pause from music. And then going through that whole journey, I was slowly seeing like what my husband was doing with Twitch. And we had a little thing where, you know, you can redeem channel points and stuff like that for, for sitting in and watching. And one of the things that people could do is they could turn in points to have me take over his stream. So I was getting really comfortable, like coming in and, you know, trolling him, taking over stuff, being on the camera. And in general, I feel fairly comfortable doing public speaking. So, which is funny because I'm a hardcore introvert, but I feel like I can put a performer hat on and like pretend. <laughs> so, Me too. I'm, I'm literally yeah. the same way. Hardcore. I have a oh. t-shirt that says introverts unite. Like yes. I'm just, I'm the, that's a big deal, but I'm the same way. I feel like, you know, if, it, if it's go time, Hey, you know, exactly. You know, it needs to be done. And, and, you know, I think one of my favorite things is in the virtual space, I feel like Okay, so we're, you know, we're talking through screens here, but I'm still going to try to show up and be and be fully myself. And so it's it's a weird kind of safety and yet it's vulnerable at the same time. So I found myself getting really comfortable, you know, helping out with his stream and being on there here, here and there. And people seem to enjoy the personality that I brought to it. So when it shifted over towards, hey, I'm going to try mine. A lot of people who are supporters of him were like, oh, cool. Like Jesse's doing something. Let's go explore what that is. Let's show her some love. And of course, he shows me tons of, you know, support rating me and things like that. And in general, it just felt like a pretty natural transition. And for me too, like singing on a mic, like I'm so used to being a recording artist. And right. so to to be up here and not you know, and trying to figure out levels and things like that and, and, and stuff, it doesn't feel so outside the norm for me. So it w- I think all in all, it was kind of cool to try doing things in the virtual realm. Yeah, I mean, it does allow us to reach a lot of people, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, a lot of people record from home like me. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't have everybody at your house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, know, <laughs> you can't just invite everyone you meet on the internet. I mean, so, you know, th- like this is a good way to like build the relationship without, you know, like having, like you said, having to feel like too vulnerable, like, you know. Yeah. And I think an, a surprising element to me was, so I'm used to when I perform live, like, okay, I'm up there. It's kind of a consumeristic experience. 
I'm not doing a whole lot of engagement, period. Like, in fact, more often than not, I'm singing with my eyes closed, just in the zone. (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe, maybe on breaks, you know, like, Mm -hmm. well, I'll have some interaction, but my, my tendency is to be just a little cloistered up. And, um, when I'm doing the Twitch streams, when I'm performing live online, I'm seeing that live chat happening and watching this community build and I'm getting to engage with it in real time and talk in between songs. And it was super relational in a way that I'm not relational. Like if you have me playing a gig, I seek to kind of be more invisible. Like I'm not the person talking up the restaurant in between songs or, you know, all right, guys, you you know, sing with me on this. Like I'm definitely more like I will be your chill like human person in the background here. I'll be in the green room so you just need me and you call me out. I'm gonna do my set. I'm going yeah. back to the green room. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And and yeah. um so it's I've noticed it it fosters a relatability and also just a really cool communal vibe that I was not expecting. So like I'll sing a song and I'll see somebody say, oh man, like I remember the song from, from college and I went through a hard time and it means so much to me. And I just really liked your version. And it's like, oh wow, let's talk about that. You know? Mm -hmm. And I would never do that in a typical live setup. So that is a very pleasant surprise, I would say. Right. 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 So do you have, uh, well, I guess we kind of talked about uh, your projects, but what's, what's like the, the, the one that's coming out the soonest that you have? So for my solo stuff, it, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm re- releasing uh, this track called Evergreen, which I've shared a little bit here and there with people, but I have not released the full production. And I am so hopeful about this track because to me, it's I think it's so representative of where I'm trying to go with my songwriting, with just the production style. I explore a lot of new things for myself, like, for example... We realized and working with this awesome engineer here in town, his name's Tim Stroh, um, which he's got a crazy cool story, but um, he's he's a seasoned veteran in the industry. And he was like, you know what? Your superpower are your are your vocals, like your harmonies, like you create this almost ambient ethereal space. And it's it's really interesting. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. I, I didn't know that. And now let's explore it. So on this song, Evergreen. You know, there's this, he calls it the exultant kind of chorus where I, I, I go into this head voice and then there's all of these background vocals that just swell up and it's harmony after harmony, stack, 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 and it feels really big. And I think we pan it left and right. And it's exciting to me because I've never thought about being in that space as an artist. <laughs> like, right, like here right. I am, you know, and, and I think if you listen to my first album that's that's already out there. It does definitely has more of this pop rock feel where my vocals are there, but they don't always feel like the main thing. You know, there's a, you know, here's a fantastic guitar lead and, and you know, the, there's the whole package and I'm kind of in there. Whereas with this whole new project, the way Evergreen sets the stage, it's like, no, vocals are front and center. They're raw. They're intimate. We try to do as little um, finessing on them as possible so that you right. would, what you hear is, is, you know, what you would hear live as, as Natural, much as we can. Right. Yeah. And cause I kind of wanted to close that gap more and one, just work on being a better singer. Um, so, you know, you have to track as best you can, but also yeah. like, I just, I wanted to sound as human as possible. And I would say that's what this, this song has a lot of it. Like humanity is imbued within the songwriting, within the guitar playing, within all of the instrumentation, you know, just it feels so raw, but hopefully not in a way that keeps you from enjoying it. 
Right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Did you, before I let you get out of here, I know you're super busy, mom, oh, musician, uh, artist, um, and, and everything. Y'all be on the lookout oh, for the hip hop album. I'm going to drop some production on it. We're, we're, All we're right. on it. I'm gonna, I got, I might even drop a track. I might even drop Let's a track. Let's do it. There. Get a couple bars <laughs> from there. Um, but yeah, so, so do you have any um, shout outs? Uh, anybody you want to say thanks to, uh, before we get out of here? Oh my goodness. I feel like there that this could go out. So right. <laughs> I would have to say like, first and foremost, like my husband, so he's working three jobs and also stepping it up in ways that I cannot even imagine just because he sees me going hard for this. And he like right now he's home watching our kid so that I can do this interview. And it just means so much to me because I have never felt more supported in my life. And right. that, that goes a long way. So definitely him. And then I would say, too, like I have so many incredible collaborations have been happening. I feel like I have a real team of people around me coming alongside me, cheering me on and and wanting me to win. And so, like, I just signed with uh, Cream Collective. They're, you know, awesome publisher, you know, also doing lots of label stuff. And, you know, they've been hooking me up with collaborations and networks and they have a vision and it's neat to be a part of that. So shout out to them. Shout out to every single person I'm collaborating with. Between well, congratulations on that too. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt oh. you, but I want to say congrats oh, on yeah. that. That's big. That's big. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, you have no idea. I'm so humbled. It's insane. Um, and I'm just like, I feel like this year is the beginning of something really big for me and it feels good to finally be going for it. And so much of this is I'm getting to work with people who see it and are, you know, drawing my attention to it, helping me believe in myself. So, you know, that's Achilles, that's Jordan Grace down in Nashville and Shay in Nashville and Sticks in New York. And, um, you know, I just met Oleg, who's DJ Matrix in Russia. And I'm like, what is happening? So, yeah. like, <laughs> so many shout outs. And of course, shout out to you. Shout out to VizD. VizD did an interview okay. with me and they were so generous. And so, yeah, honestly, I'm just blown away. Like, I know that things have been really hard for a while now for all of us, but there's still so much good happening in this world. And I think we just have to step back and look for it, step back and recognize it. And when you practice that gratitude, I think you'd be surprised at just how much you see that is a blessing. So that's kind of where I'm at. So major shout outs. And yeah, shout out to you, Jerry, and for just inviting me and, and oh, no being curious. <laughs> so thank you. No problem. No problem. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Um, I definitely want to get some shout outs to uh, shout out to Tay and VizD as well. Um, you can check exclusive episodes of the Cloud Chronicles on VizD if you didn't know that. We got exclusive episodes on there. Um, also, shout out to LA Kingpins, Freeway Cannabis and Freeway Rick Ross. Thank you all uh, for the shirts and everything for helping out with the show and everything. Big sponsors. We appreciate it. Uh, this is the Cloud Chronicles. This is Jerry and Blaze. This has been Jesse Lee. Uh, I don't want to mess up your last name. Say it again. Thetford. Thetford. Jesse, I, I, I respect Perfect. people's names. She has yes. nailed my name and I really appreciate it. So oh. I do not want to mess up last name. <laughs> uh, so so definitely thank you so much thank for you. being here. It was super dope. Uh, oh, you're welcome you. back to the show anytime. I uh, you take care that. out there in Colorado. Um, at the end of the episodes, I always like to say mental health is real. Take care of this and take care of you. Peace. Namaste. Drink some water. Tell somebody you love them. This is the Cloud Chronicles. We are out. Bye-bye. <laughs>